0: Lowdown, your one-stop shop for all things rough and black. On this week's Lowdown, we'll be recapping the second episode of Season 1, Instant. I am your announcer and host, Amal.
1: And I am DT.
0: So, I'm going to go ahead and read off the plot keywords for this week's episode.
1: Do you want to read the summary before?
0: After I read the summary. So, here's the summary. <laughs> Dead identical in her car and an assassin on her tail, Sarah just wants to dump the body and get out of town. But with Beth's cop partner, Art, holding the money she stole, Sarah is forced to continue her con and earn Beth a second chance on the force, only to find out that Beth's past is shadier than she thought. Now, her only hope of finding answers ties with another Allison. Another twin, Allison. But to win Allison's trust, Sarah is going to have to come clean about stealing Beth's life. And
1: The keywords
0: keywords for this episode are nudity, shallow grave, trashed hotel room, clone, soccer mom, and trashed room.
1: I just want to put it out there that the nudity was false advertising, and I was very disappointed. Yes,
0: there are no nipples or butts in this episode.
1: God damn it.
0: We should, we should boycott.
1: Boycott the whole series. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. Fuck this show.
0: We're just kidding. We, we can't stay away.
1: No. So uh, this episode picks up right where the first one ended, and uh, Sarah is driving away in the Jaguar with uh, shattered windows and a dead body in the backseat, and we now know that is Katia Opinger, the German
0: has been shot in the face.
1: Wait, we already knew it was Katya Obinger. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, but just to reiterate, (laughs) Katya Obinger was shot in the face and uh, Sarah is not happy about it. Also, she's on the phone while driving, which is very insane. So she pulls over and continues talking to whoever it is on the other end of the phone. It sounds like an American. Mm -hmm. And this person, whoever they are, Starts asking her questions, like, so did you meet the German? Oh, the German's dead. Uh, Well, did you get samples? Yes, did did you get samples of the German's dead body?
1: So it seems like there's just all these nefarious forces surrounding Sarah and her copies. Yeah. And, uh... Some shady stuff
0: going on here.
1: But... You know, the person on the line speaks like someone who's from California. It's like light and airy and... Yeah, it's she's like, oh no,
0: she's dead. Well, did you get her samples?
1: <laughs> and she, she was like, why don't you just buy a shovel? You're a cop, Beth.
0: You when? know how to do dead bodies. You know, do them. Uh, and she also lets slip a tidbit that will come in handy later. someone is killing them and by then she means the other identicals.
1: Yeah. And um, she's very frightened so uh, they hang up. Yeah.
0: She's basically like "Uh, that's a lot to deal with. I'm a bail but I'll totally hit you up later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And so this takes us to uh, Sarah pulling into been in place that has a sign that says no trespassing, of course she's like, fuck it, I'm going. And she starts burying this body in a very shallow grave.
0: Not bad for your second day back in town, uh, but at the same time, uh, Felix is hosting all of Sarah's uh, companions plus Vic at a make-do-wake after the makeshift funeral on the riverbank at the end of last episode.
1: Yeah, and you know, I've seen this episode several times. I've watched this series through a few times, and, you know, I never noticed that uh, when we go to Felix's apartment, and the the urn is at the front, forefront, um, it's with Beth's ashes in it, uh, Felix touches it, and he says sorry to Elizabeth Childs, and I think that's, again, very telling of Felix's character. And also, I like the interplay between, or intercutting between Sarah burying Katya's body and Vic saying, that's not Sarah. Sarah would never commit suicide. And, the you know, the words have double meanings, and it's very well done. It's
0: a good bit of dramatic irony there, because we know technically he's right. It isn't Sarah. <laughs> but he also says some wrong stuff. Uh, And Felix doesn't let it slide because while everyone's uh, going around and saying words about Sarah's passing, uh, Vic's contribution is to say that love isn't perfect and love is imperfection. And what he's really saying is, I was a shitty boyfriend, but hey, it's okay to, (laughs) to hit your significant other because that's love, it's messy, and Felix sort of takes in the task for it. And they get in a little tussle, um, he's, Vic sort of tackles Felix to the ground and has to be held back by Rockabilly Joe and, uh, Sarah's other friends, but I thought it was cool that, um, they put that in there, that, uh, like, abusive, pa- abusive spouses shouldn't get a pass, so to speak, and even though love is imperfect, that still doesn't give you a right to hit someone in. Or on their body.
1: And uh, as Vic is choking Felix out, he asks her, him, <laughs> as Vic is choking, Vic, as Vic is choking Felix out, he asks Felix to say it was his fault. And Felix is, Felix just says, yeah, it's your fault. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, because he's getting choked, it's more like, it's your fault. But he, he says it. Yes. Because Felix is awesome.
1: Felix is the best.
0: But, uh, it, we skip to the next morning and Vic is still on Felix's couch talking about one more drink, one more drink. I loved her so much, even though I was a jerk, like, literally yesterday. But Felix finally kicks him out and Vic almost runs into Sarah who is going to catch up with Felix and tell him about this latest development with the assassin and the mysterious voices on the phone. They have a close call, but uh, Sarah, like, ducks down another hallway until Vic's drunk ass leaves. And she uh, goes into Felix's house, and they start... Basically, catching each other up on what's happened while they were apart. Uh, Felix talks about how um, he's not sure if Kira found out that Sarah is supposedly dead. Uh, He just tried to whisk, tried to get Mrs. S to whisk Kira away as quickly as
1: possible. And And, uh, we now know that Kira is Sarah's daughter.
0: Yeah. And. Um, Felix let slip that uh, Mrs. S was there because Vic's blabbermouth has just been telling everyone that Sarah is dead and that he had to do damage control and sort of, like, usher them out of there before they knew what was going on. But he didn't really get a chance to mention that it was part of the con that Sarah was pulling uh, he also announces that Sarah still has some of the German lady's blood on her neck and she pretty much plays it off and is like, yeah, enough about that, uh, tell me more about my daughter. <laughs> so, um, we get another insight into sort of Sarah's selfish personality, uh, because she doesn't really want to talk about anything but getting Kira back. And also avoiding his ass.
1: Right. And um, at this point, she still thinks that she has the money in her bag, but Art took it? it this episode? No,
0: it was right here. Um, basically, oh, yeah.
1: she... Art followed... Wait, how did that happen?
0: He followed her uh, when she was going to Felix's bathhouse, the last episode Right. Jim made her lock and pulled the swap in, But she doesn't know that until during this conversation. uh, Because she's trying to. Like, her priority right now is telling Mrs. S to uh, tell Kira that she is still alive. And at the same time, she also doesn't want to have to do this herself because she's yeah. a little bit irresponsible. So she's I trying mean, to get... well.
1: I mean, at this point, she could be like, there's a, an assassin after me. I don't want to lead them to my six-year-old daughter. That too. But that's kind of flimsy. Yeah. Um, she's still she telling people what to do.
0: Yeah, she mostly doesn't want Mrs. S to grill her for leaving her kid for ten months. It's not really right to have that conversation. So she tries to get... Felix to go for her and uh, tell her, tell Mrs. S that she's still alive. Yeah, so... When she tries to tell Felix, oh yeah, I've got the money, uh, she reaches into her bag and finds that it's full of art stuff. And Felix is like, do you think he maybe swapped that bag for his bag and has your money? And that's exactly what happened. So mm. she bitches a bitch.
1: And basically smashes everything except for his paintings. Yes.
0: So she's still. She's very upset, but she still uh, cares about Felix's stuff. Which is nice. A bit of a redeeming Small
1: factor. comfort. Yeah. Um.
0: And they go. Or, after she realizes that Art has her money, she calls him and he's just in the police station at his desk, like, oh, took you long enough. Uh, but basically I'm going to hold on to this money. Oh, uh, as I was saying, Sarah's just found out that Art took her money, and she calls him up, like, where my money at? And he's like it's going to stay with me until you pass this, like, disciplinary hearing about the shooting that you pulled, and uh, get cleared for duty. Because I don't want you skipping town,
1: right? And you know, I didn't mention this in the last podcast, but I'm really suspicious of Art's character. Why is he so gung ho about Beth Keeping getting her here. right? And why is he intervening? And we kind of get an answer this episode in that. She's complicit in covering up part of the shooting that she was involved with. Like, yeah. she called him first instead of calling into the station that she had shot a civilian. Which is a big no-no. Right, and he messed with the evidence to make it look like it was an honest mistake. That the cell phone did look like a gun, and she was justified in shooting this Maggie Chen character.
0: Which she actually wasn't. So, basically, his ass is on the line, too, but, uh, after that revelation, uh, Sarah goes back to Beth's place and runs into Paul, who is very curious to know why she's been out all night, and basically says, look, uh, you've been acting weird for a couple months now. I'm tired of worrying about you, so I'm going to go move out and take my stuff over to my friend Cody's place. And we haven't met Cody yet, but we have some ideas about who this Cody might be.
1: Um, and we don't really know who Paul is, except that he's this stone-faced, tall, muscular dude.
0: Boyfriend bot (laughs) 1.0. Right.
1: Um, and then... We get this amazing shot of Felix riding his bike to Mrs. S's house.
0: Because even though he doesn't agree with Sarah's actions most of the time, he still cares about her.
1: Yeah, and we finally get to meet Kira, because she uh, saw in her mind that Felix is going to come, so she's waiting for him out near the sidewalk. She's magical. We don't really have a... We don't really have an idea of what Kira is, but she seems to have premonitions every now and then.
0: It's something that's going on. So, uh, while Felix is visiting Mrs. S, we get some backstory. Uh, We find out her connection to both Sarah and Felix in that she is their foster mother. And she was instrumental in relocating them to Canada when they were kids and being situated.
1: And uh, Mrs. S, her full name is Siobhan Sadler, and she is an Irish woman. Whereas uh, Sarah and Felix are both English, although they do have different accents. It's a little curious how they all have different ways of speaking. And Kira has a Canadian accent was born there yes um and so we see that Siobhan uh, F- is aware that Sarah is the most feral in her words feral orphan that she ever took in and there's no way she would commit suicide and that she's manipulating Felix into being there and defending her instead of coming herself like Mrs. S is on top of it she's not taking any shit yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they sent Kira upstairs to go to bed so they could have this discussion, but little Kira is sneaking down the stairs. Kind
0: uh, of interrupts their talk about uh, Sarah's character and its good or bad qualities.
1: Right. Yeah, so Sarah goes to meet art at a diner to discuss the particulars of the Maggie Chen case and um, Sarah does a good job of memorizing all the details and convinces art that she's ready to go and ready to testify on this shooting
0: yeah he basically um, goes over uh, her and Art's police reports uh, all the details how she to have seen a suspect that was related to another case and was tailing her in this building and then heard a noise behind her and turned around and shot without realizing that the person behind her had a phone and it was also during this restaurant uh, rendezvous that Art reveals that Beth didn't actually do that she was uh, Like we said before, called him before calling the police station, and he had to plant the phone to make it look like an accident. And he reiterates that he'd be holding on to the money until this whole judicial hearing business has been cleared up. Which is a pretty clear obstacle to what Sarah wants to do with leaving town with Felix and Kira. So after that, they go, uh, Sarah goes back to Felix's apartment and they sort of exchange notes on how their separate missions went.
1: And uh, this is where Sarah says the line that I love so much. Um, Immediately she goes to hug Felix and asks if Kira knows she's alive and Felix, of course, says yes. And Sarah says, "I, I can feel her. I know she's near. And I think that's a beautiful line
0: the
1: bond between mother and child. Exactly. All right, and as they're debriefing one another, um, Sarah gets a call from that second phone that Beth had in her bag which is a uh, pink bright
0: distinctive looking.
1: Right, and it's weird because if you're trying to hide something why would you have something so distinctive, but narratively it makes sense. So we're going to go with it.
0: Sure. (laughs) Let's buy that.
1: And uh, Sarah's like, should I pick up? And Felix is like, no! Don't do it! And because
0: Felix told her not to do it, she does it.
1: And he's like, why ask me in the first place? Poor Felix. It's very clear that they're siblings.
0: Oh, there is another mysterious voice on the end of the phone this time. This one's a lot more... Would, would bossy be the word? Exacting.
1: More exacting and more pert.
0: Yeah. So, it's it's a different person, and she wants to know if, quote-unquote, Beth has gotten the German's briefcase, and, of course, Sarah, who saw the German die, uh, informs the voice that, uh, it's going to be a problem, because... You know, she's dead. So the voice freaks out and tells her.
1: Wait, isn't the voice on the phone. Is that Allison? It is. Is it though? Because um, when they get to the shed, she's like, no, Beth's not dead.
0: Yeah, oh, no. Um, Beth tells her that. Beth tells her that Olga's dead. Oh! Yeah.
1: It's Katya. Yeah. Oh, open Oh,
0: Binger. Well, I have older. I don't know. <laughs> the German <laughs> is dead. And uh, the voice tasked Beth with going to uh, the hotel where Katya was staying and retrieving a briefcase that has some sort of important information in it. But before Sarah can ask what this information is, the other person hangs up. And, because Felix tells her not to go to the hotel while impersonating a German person, Sarah does exactly that.
1: And borrows his hat and sunglasses to do it. And, and looks
0: like a boss in the
1: process. And looks like a boss, and this, uh, this sequence is amazing. These, uh, these boots were made for walking in a German-language rendition, and she just struts her way in and um, bullshits. Uh, she clearly doesn't know German, and she tries not to talk to people. Yeah,
0: she throws together a serviceable German accent and ignores the shit out of the front desk attendant as he tries to flag her down on the way in. Uh, mm-hmm. Takes the elevator up to Ulgut, Go- or Tati's room, where it has been completely trashed. It's uh, like furniture upside down, mm-hmm. bed sheets and tatters. And a strange Bible sitting open on the bedside table.
1: And uh, in this Bible, outlined in red marker, is the word truth. And above the Bible, or sitting on it, is a headless Barbie doll with cigarette burns in it. And weird uh, red hair strewn all over. Almost like Katia Ovenier's hair. Yes.
0: Very... Not normal stuff.
1: It, it, yeah, it's a bit disturbing. But it's not as... Uh, it's very messy. It's not as exacting as you might think it would be.
0: Yeah. So, Sarah sorts through the mess, finds the briefcase, and then all hell breaks loose. The hotel phone starts ringing, the security starts banging on the door, asking her to come out. And pretty much she finds herself back into a corner. Again, funny how that happens so much with all of this identical business going on. Uh, her insecurity go down to the front desk where the attendant informs her that the damages, uh, which were pretty significant uh, to her room, will have to be charged to her account.
1: And luckily there's a credit card on account Anyway, so, uh, Sarah is Katia, who says to charge her account, and it's a tense moment before it is approved. Yeah.
0: But once again, thanks to a dead person's money, Sarah escapes from consequences. So, now that she has the briefcase, she goes to an empty parking structure and busts that bad boy open.
1: And uh, a little side note, on the production, uh, Tatiana Maslany actually broke open her finger in smashing that against the wall. But she kept going like a boss. And they kept that shot in, and you could see the blood on her hand. Mm
0: -hmm. That's method acting for you. Do not break character.
1: So, I really... When I first w- watched this episode, I was really upset that we wouldn't get to know who Katya is, because she seemed like this really intriguing and interesting character. Only to be killed within first minute of seeing her on screen. Yeah. It's,
0: um it's pretty rough.
1: What do you think about that character?
0: I would like to know more about her, because it seems like uh, this briefcase in her possession sort of breaks open the whole conspiracy Mm -hmm. for the other women who are involved right? it it would have been nice to see her get her due on screen
1: exactly and so once uh, Sarah breaks open the briefcase she sees that there are vials of blood and um, birth certificates and passports for people that look exactly like her again in Europe. So there's Danielle Fournier, there's uh, Janneke, there's uh, Michelle, I think her name is.
0: There were a lot of fucking people. There's Austrian and right. French and Italian. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every European Union member has a duplicate of Sarah running around it somewhere. And what? all of their information is in this briefcase.
1: Right. And again, I think it's, it's really special, I guess, that this kid, this orphan, he's always, maybe not always, but sometimes wondered where exactly they came from, what their point in life is, well, now she's part of this huge conspiracy, and she actually does have a purpose. But
0: well, she still has no idea what the hell it is. So, while she's perusing this information, um, she gets the call from the same terse voice from before. And, yes, I, yes. I
1: think it was uh, the American No,
0: it was it was Allison Are you sure? Yeah, because as soon as she's like Oh yeah, by the way um, I'm not Beth, I'm Sarah Allison goes into damage control mode and is like, uh-uh I'm not talking to you anymore and hangs up and that's when she uh, goes through the information to find out where this person lives and goes through her neighborhood
1: Okay, so it was Allison on the phone, and, you know, Al- it's clear that Allison was expecting Beth. Beth.
0: And Sarah basically takes a gamble here, because she's tired of pretending to be this other woman while talking to people she can't right. see.
1: Right. And so she takes a deep breath and she finally comes clean because she knows that she's involved somehow. There's no way she can deny it now. There's no way she could leave town. There's no way that she could just walk away.
0: She's in this.
1: She's in it. And like before, like what Katia said, uh, Allison repeated the code. And uh, I'm one of a few, you no know, family too. Who am I? And, of course, Sarah does not know what it is. Yeah, she's like,
0: <laughs> that, that riddle and stuff. And, not gonna be
1: as good. an audience member, I still want to know the, the answer to that riddle, because I don't freaking know.
0: I have no idea.
1: I guess they would have to say the C word, but whatever.
0: If any of our listeners know what the <laughs> answer to the riddle is, message us on one of our social media platforms.
1: Yes, one of our two listeners probably oh, my mom you.
0: please reach out and let us please know listen. if the answer is
1: god damn it or I'm gonna I'm gonna harass the whole OB team and ask and they'll be like we don't know that's two years ago so long ago yesterday
0: <laughs> oh yeah so Sarah basically comes clean sort of she tells Allison that Beth is indisposed <laughs> And that she's talking to her now. So uh, he's got this briefcase full of information. What should she do with it? And Allison cuts the call short because she's not about that stranger business. <laughs>
1: um, we get a really good idea of who Allison is in these phone calls. How can you stand talking to me, a mom? All... I don't know. My voice is terrible. Oh, all right, so. We're back with uh, Sarah on the rooftop, and she's like, F it.
0: I'm just going just gonna to come clean, sort of, and uh, the person on the other end is not having it, so they hang out. But Sarah's not done. She goes through Katya's information and tracks down an address in Scarborough which is like a suburb of the city where they're in.
1: The city being Toronto and Scarborough is actually a suburb of Toronto, so yeah, nice try Third Street Street. Productions, but we know where you are.
0: We're on to your game. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) since it's the closest location of the devil's information, she goes and finds the finds Allison's address and Uh, sort of stakes out her house, she sees a minivan leave, and (laughs) tails it to a local soccer park. And lo and behold, when the van opens up, two children pop out, along with another woman who looks exactly like Sarah. This is Allison, and as Sarah remarks upon first seeing her, Allison is a soccer mom?
1: And this leads to one of the, the first direct interactions between the clones and one hilarious character introduction from Alison Hendricks. So Alison is clearly a soccer mom, as Amal said, and she goes into the shed to cut up orange slices, which every kid in North America, probably all over the world, had at their soccer practices, I know I sure did.
0: As soccer moms are wont to
1: do. Right, and so uh, Sarah sneaks in and is looking around, and Alison comes in, and uh, immediately she's j- she's just on a warpath. And Sarah says, "I just want answers." And uh, Alison is very much closed off. Um, you could tell she's very uncomfortable with the situation, and she's wielding a knife. And. S- Sarah, Sarah tells her that Beth is dead and that the German is dead. Well, well, they know the German is dead as well, and that she has the suitcase or the briefcase. And they want to know. She wants to know what's going on. And uh, Allison is like, No, that's not my job. It's not my job to tell you anything. And uh, as a quick production technical note, this is pretty amazing because uh you have the knife flying around in sarah's face and you have allison's hand on sarah's chest and you have sarah slapping allison's hand away and both characters are played by tatiana masani so the way they did this is that they have a clone double played by catherine alexander you never see her face but if you're in a scene with two clones she's probably the shoulder in the corner of the frame and she, you probably see the back of her head a bunch of times. So um, the hand that's on Sarah's chest is Catherine's, and the one that swats it away is Tatiana's. And they actually filmed this four different times. One with uh, Catherine and Tatiana playing. Once it, you know, okay, I'll just explain using names. So Catherine will play Allison, and Tatiana will be Sarah for one scene, and then they'll switch. So Tatiana is Allison, and Catherine is Sarah. And then you'll do it again with just Tatiana playing the clones and acting opposite of a tennis ball. And the way they pull this off, aside from shooting it four different times in order to get all the shadows correct and all the movements correct, is that they have this techno dolly that is very advanced and really amazing. So you... Um, I'm actually not sure what camera they used for this, I'm going to guess and say it was an RE, because I like REs. (laughs) And so they programmed the movements between the characters, and the Techno Dolly picked up on these, so for each consequent take, it would follow the movement exactly. And then in post, they would uh, composite each shot together, so you just have Tatiana playing both characters. And that to me is freaking amazing.
0: It's also really complicated.
1: Yes, it's very complicated.
0: It's kind of like combining like, filmmaking with choreography and rehearsing multiple times.
1: Yeah, um, and also I, I want to add it's the first multiple scene, and you know more are coming because there are so many versions of this one face. So, I want to... What do I want to do? I forgot what I wanted to say.
0: They had the one with Tatia.
1: Yeah, but that was pretty easy. They weren't touching. That's true. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to give a shout-out to Tatiana Maslany, who had one recorded day off in Season 1. Playing all these double scenes. What a trooper. She never complains either, and she reportedly is the nicest person on set, so...
0: Basically
1: perfect. Yeah. Okay, she's the pentacle. Why does the cat ignore her? (laughs) Alright, and, uh... Allison is sort of resigned to the fact that Sarah will have to be involved, so she dismisses her and says, You wait for a phone call. And, uh, said, This is my neighborhood. You hide your ugly face on the way out of here. And that cracked me up. That was one of my favorite lines.
0: It is probably the top ten.
1: And it's so funny because, uh... It's the same face. It's, it's the same face. But she says it, like, it doesn't register to me that they're the same person playing two different characters. It's just so well done. It blows my mind every time I think about it. And, uh, I was, I was telling Molly yesterday that when I see the cast at, like, Comic-Con or different cons... Or in group interviews, it always throws me because it's, like, Maria Doyle Kennedy and Tatiana Maslany plus five dudes. And most of the characters on the show are female, so I'm always left wondering where all the other female actresses are. Yeah. And it's just Tatiana.
0: (laughs) So, after that little run-in, Sarah gets another call from Art, who has bad news. Uh, Beth, Beth's shrink, has declared her unfit for duty. Which would mean that there is no discipline hearing. Which would also mean that without the hearing, um, Hart will have to hold on to this money indefinitely. And Sarah can't have that. So right. now she has to go to the shrink and try and get herself, or get Beth, reinstated. And so so she'll be the hearing.
1: Right. And Sarah, as we saw in this episode completely briefed herself on the the case, so now she's like F it, I want that money let's do this
0: gotta get that paper so, yep. she goes to the shrink and she she tries putting on a, a happy or, not a happy face but like a nice face like saying, please, please reinstate me, but once it's clear that the shrink is like trying to cover her own butt uh he goes into grifting mode and basically blackmails the strength by saying, oh yeah, these are these are a lot of prescriptions you prescribed to me. Oh, I, I was I was feeling kind of confused.
1: What, what are the side effects of all these uh, interactions? What's
0: the difference between a mood stabilizer and an anti-psychotic.
1: And, uh, and anxiety and SSRI. Oh,
0: I don't know. Maybe I should tell my boss that all of these pills got me whacked out before I killed that civilian, and the psychiatrist is just like, "Yeah, you're you're
1: fine. You're, you're, you're making progress. You are reinstated." Basically. So she
0: gets to go to the hearing, and she knocks out of the park.
1: Yeah, we don't get to see it, but uh, we see people congratulating her and smiling, and then R gives her this little stiff nod, and
0: because that's the closest he gets to showing happiness or positive emotion.
1: Yeah, it's really weird for me to see uh, Kevin Hart in real life smiling. It's Like, where did that come from? It's
0: out of character.
1: Out of character, dude. Oh.
0: Yeah, so she's queer, and um, even though she tries to tell Art, it's all good now, you can give me my money back, uh, he's still going to hold on to it mm-hmm. until the, board, the review board issues the ruling.
1: Right, and uh, just then, the... The bright pink phone starts ringing again. And it's Allison. With
0: that call that she was talking about.
1: And she says that Sarah should come by her house. And she obviously knows where she lives. And this is her neighborhood. And to come alone and knock lightly, she's not going to take any shit.
0: So, Sarah drags Felix to this suburbian complex against his wishes.
1: Yeah, he he he's saying that suburbia is giving him acne, basically. Yes. And it's hilarious. He's,
0: he's allergic to nuclear family heavy areas. So he's not happy to be there. Uh, still doesn't know what the hell is going on because she keeps uh, brushing off his questions. Right.
1: And uh, she reveals that the German is dead and he understandably has an extreme reaction. He's like, what the fuck is going on, Sarah?
0: He's quite alarmed, uh, wants to go to the place with her, but she says, no, stay here.
1: And um, he's like, it's backup. I don't even know what backup is.
0: So, she leaves him in the car and goes into Allison's house, where we learn that she is one of the many guns rights... Uh, Activist in
1: Canada. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's actually really funny because Canada is not a place that's very gung ho about guns as America is, and she's standing there in and she has a silencer on her revolver. Um, I think it's a, no, it's not a revolver. It's just a handgun with a silencer on it, and she's waving it around much like she waved around the knife, and uh, yes. she's like, <laughs> "Be quiet." or else you're going to wake my kids and I'll have to shoot <laughs> I'll have to shoot you. And uh, it's funny. And then Sarah says this line, like, uh, you know, I've never known any blood family, but being your twin sucks. And, you know, this is where Allison is like, you have no idea, do you? And... Don't even know. You don't even know, Sarah.
0: And then she gestures off screen for our... One of our favorite characters. Yes. Uh,
1: both Amal and I love this character. She is our queen. She's our queen. And her name is Cosima. Yeah, so she... And uh, she was the one who was talking on the phone with Sarah before.
0: Yeah, The after the journey. Yeah. The
1: she was the one who said to go buy a shovel.
0: <laughs> so Shovel Lady introduces herself. She is Cosima. And she... Basically, uh, throws Sarah for another loop and she ends the episode by asking, So, just how many of us are there?
1: And it goes to black. And, you know, the coming attraction for the next episode completely spoils it. And many people remarked on that. Yeah, it was was a real bummer.
0: And,
1: but.
0: You could have figured it
1: out. You could have figured it out by this point. It just loses its steam because. Wait, Allison says it. If you could just watch it live and not see it beforehand, it's just really well done. So, um top moments from this episode.
0: Definitely uh, introduction to Allison's character. Oh my god, yeah. Gun-toting soccer mom is not a not a character archetype I've seen before, so it was refreshing to see it this time.
1: Yeah, I feel like every every character. That we meet really, you know, really breaks some sort of mold. That
0: would be my highlight. Uh, also, um, these boots were made for walking in German.
1: Yes, I love that scene. And also, just anything Felix did this episode was really pretty great. Um, he's
0: also our favorite.
1: And I also really liked, we didn't really talk a lot about her, but I really liked that we got to meet Siobhan this episode. Um she's this very authoritative, no bullshit type character and it's clear that she's gonna kick ass. Basically. An so any uh other things you have to say at Amal?
0: No, they kept the obstacles coming, uh this episode. It was also really well plotted. Sarah is still heading toward her overarching goal of getting money and getting the hell out of there. But now there's even more hiccups in the way.
1: Right. And again, this whole setup and payoff of Orphan Black just keeps on getting better. As Amal was saying, the stakes are higher. And uh, it's really great because I love... I also... As much as I love Allison's character introduction, I love Cosima's because she's like... Yeah, I know this is bullshit, but (laughs) hi. And that's basically her character. Very positive. Very positive. Look for us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Gmail. We're Lowdown at gmail.com.
0: And we'll see you next week.
1: Have a good one.